but I'm a champion. So I turn tragedy to triumph. Make music that's fire. Spit my soul through the wire. Through the wire. Hey, welcome to Through the Wire. Another brand new episode. To my left, I have Kenny. What's also good? known as King of the Fourth Quarter, one of the best YouTubers out right now. Big fag. Across from me, I have Mike, also known as La Michael Ball, also another YouTuber up and coming. And to the left of Mike, diagonal from me, I have Derek, also known as D Mills, one of the truly finest podcast characters <laughs> you'll find in a, the, the whole podcast atmosphere. But today we're going to get right into the show. I got a bold statement I want to make. It's not a, too much of a bold statement. It's just something that um, that just crossed my mind the other day reading the article. And basically what it is about is just basketball is watered down. Okay. And that's from every level to the NBA, college, and high school. And before I even go into depth and details about that statement, I just want to give a shout out to my dad, the, the guy that taught me everything I know, put a basketball in my hand since a kid. Like 10 years ago, my dad was saying this to me. That basketball was watered down. But 10 years ago, I was like 14, and I was like playing basketball. I was a fanboy, and my thought process in basketball mind wasn't as advanced as it is now, of course. So when he was saying it, I was like, he's just an old guy hating. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of the old people hate on the new generation. So I'm like, whenever he would say it, it would just go in one ear and out the other, and I'd just be like, whatever. But... The more and more I get older and the more I watch from different perspectives, because now that we have a podcast, having this podcast has allowed me to watch basketball from different perspectives and no longer being a player, like actually playing on an everyday basis and having practices and coaches that is also giving me the perspective to look from a different perspective, perspective to look from a different, whatever that means. But y'all get what I'm saying. But basically, I was reading an article. And it was Howard Beck from Bleacher Report. He did an article slash interview with Jason Kidd. It's the first time Jason Kidd uh, opened up about the whole Buck situation. And I was just surprised about a lot of things <laughs> in that situation that I don't think I, I, I knew was the reason behind his, his you know, firing. Um, and one of the most interesting things about it, or it seemed like the prominent problem, besides the communication between him and the front office and, and things like that was that the players didn't like that they were being coached hard and they didn't like the fact that they were expected to work. And and I, I was just like, I thought that was an obvious thing. I thought that that was something that, you know what I mean? You, 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 that's what you want. You come to the NBA and you work, right? Like, ain't that just like You're a, taught that from high school. Right. From so middle school, you're working hard in practice. It was just different things throughout the, the article, like um, – you know him not him being accused of not smiling enough during games. I um I didn't read the article. I I listened to an interview Howard Beck did after the article came out, and I remember, yeah they did mention that. Um yeah him not smiling um enough during games or not giving enough high fives. That was also that that's it's also other things they said he would fall in and out of love with players. Yes. Um like Michael Carter Williams, Mirza Tilelovich. Um, and so you know. That that Greg was Monroe that, that's a, a yeah Greg Monroe was I think he was a bit disappointed I think well all of them all of those players were probably why he you know felt that way because they were all disappointing but that was the biggest thing I took from it and um one of the quotes that he had was um it was constantly hey this is this is a source from the Bucks 
Uh, this is a quote from the directly from the article. It says he was constantly, hey, it was the player's fault. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're too young. This is a, a source from the Bucks that was saying how he criticized them or he blamed the team. This is one of the problems that the front office had. Um, and then both sources from inside and outside the organization say the kid had a tendency to fall in and out of love with players. Example, demanding a trade for Michael Carter Williams one day and burying him the next. Then uh, team officials had also grown concerns that kids demanding old style, old school style had worn thin. Players were tuning kid out or already had last season. Kid was putting in massive hours, a book, a buck sources, and expected the players to do the same. Kid was driving a team a bit hard, and that would have been fine if there was good results. And then the kid basically says, when you're learning how to win, it's going to hurt. I told the players that. I showed them the piece of metal that's in my hip, a replica of a piece inserted during his 2015 hip surgery. You're going to give a piece of your body to the game if you want to be good. The money, the fame, whatever comes with it is great, but it does hurt to win. Kid cites Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and the injuries and surgeries they endured to become champions. So driving them hard? No, I think working. There's nothing wrong with work. If you want to be great, you have to work. If you want to be good, you have to work. If you want to just be average or below average, then you don't have to work. And that right there is the main part of the article for me. Um, And that's the problem with basketball in general at every level is that people don't want to work. And it's evident. If you go back and do some research on some of the top players that's in NBA or that was top top players in high school or anything like that, go back and do some research and look at how many schools, high schools they went to. Go back and look at how many AAU teams they go to, they play for. All of that is not a coincidence. The problem is when adversity comes to a lot of people in this generation, especially in the bas- basketball world, because the game has grown and developed all over the world and given everybody a chance to play and learn a game. Whenever anything gets tough, people run away from the problem. We live in a, a generation today where if Kenny is my son, he tries out for Mike's team, my, he makes Mike's team, he don't get enough minutes. I can just start my own team and make Kenny my starter, my starting point guard because he's my son. If he don't, let's say he don't make Mike's team, he don't make the team at all, that's cool, son. We're going to start our own team, and now you can play 35-plus minutes. Um, we see it in high school all the time. Kids transfer high school to high school. This coach don't play how they want them to play, don't give them the minutes they think they deserve. Cool, we leave you. You go transfer. I had a friend, Martez Cameron, starting point guard from Morgan State University. He went to uh, Mount Verde. They had a little documentary movie thing. D'Angelo Russell, when he first went there, they thought he was going to transfer because things got too hard for him, and he wasn't playing well, and they just all expected him to transfer. He said he didn't, but that just shows that since them thinking that, that's the usual. Even players, the top McDonald's All-American guys that go to these top schools, every single year is guys that are McDonald's All-American, five-star recruits, highly regarded. They go to one of these big colleges, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, and it's always a couple of those guys transferring because when it gets hard and when it gets tough, nobody want to put no work in. They all just run away from the situation and it's making the game of basketball watered the fuck down. John Calipari said it. He said you, somebody was interviewing him and he was like, man, it got to be, it got to be great knowing that you can get any player. He said, nope, I can't get any player because when I go and I recruit players and I sit down with them, the first thing I tell them, Nothing is going to be given. Everything is going to be earned. And when you come here, it's going to be very strict. You're not going to be going clubs, drinking and smoking. We're not doing that. 
And he says a lot of players you would be surprised don't go there. He never hear from again. When they find that they're not going to be able to do whatever they want to do, they don't go there. And it's just a result. It's just a result. A lot of people always say, man, how was that guy that good? How was he at McDonald's All-American, averaging 35 points in high school, five-star recruit, and then he got to college and didn't really amount to nothing. He just fell off. And that's why. Because nobody want to work. So the result of that is the game of basketball being watered down. So you're saying it's watered down in comparison to, to what? Like what, what years would you say it wasn't? Because in my eyes, this is the I, I understand what you're saying, but in my eyes, this is the best basketball we've ever seen. So I think it's the best. I think it's the best basketball because the game has expanded. But as far as like actual talent or skill, is it, the skill ain't there. If you go on, if you go and watch basketball, the skill ain't there. Now the NBA, of course, those are the best players in the world. But just go. I'm talking about all basketball. When I just made my statement about the game being watered down. Go and watch. It's not, it's not there. Guys are just making. Guys are getting drafted just because they can jump high. Am I right or wrong? In some cases, yes. Guys are top but five like, picks and they can't. They, they don't have a jump shot. Uh, guys are top five picks, point guards, and they can't read the defense. But a lot of guys are being drafted because athletically, oh man, he can jump high. Yeah, he, he can jump high. Oh, he's a long, he's long. He has potential to be a long uh, defender. Well, that comes to a point. I see what you're saying, but it it's kind of depends on the situation. So, like, that Williamson kid, we haven't really Bam. seen him. Yeah, we haven't really seen any of his, like, fundamentally, mm-hmm. you know, skills because he's just dunking, dunking over everybody. Off. He's not going to be able to just keep doing that. Exactly. For, you know, for the rest six, until he gets six, to the six, you know, 230 to the power forward. Yeah. So, like, I can see in that case, but in some cases, like, I do see those kids that do work hard and they come up and you can see the skill set, but maybe they don't have the athleticism mm-hmm. and they kind of get overlooked at that point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once you get to them, you're going to need that to stay in front. You can't exactly. just depend on all skill. Exactly. So it, it kind of goes both ways, but you, I guess you just got to be like a better scout to, to read what they can do and what they can't. All right. Yeah, definitely. What you going to say there? Um, I forgot. I'm uh, not going to lie. I forgot. <laughs> No, it's it's a it's a, it's would a strange. You, I, I mean, if I was a coach, I would. I don't think I would like. You know, like that that effort thing. You can't really teach somebody. You cannot. That. You can't. Yeah. So you you gotta have. You know, I I make that available for them. Like you know, this is what I'm gonna set my standards. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to work hard, then you're not gonna play. Yeah, exactly. I, I think mean, me personally, I think that's where it starts. So to give Kenny a direct answer. I can't get it, give him the direct answer, but I just know when this whole AAU uh, expansion of basketball happened to give so many people opportunities to play basketball is when I think it got watered down because then it became a new gateway for everybody to play. It was guys in high school who couldn't make the high school team but would be playing in the AAU circuit. How does that? How can you not make a high school team but you're playing AAU? Like. You know what I mean? It, give, it gives everybody a chance to play, and everybody cannot play basketball. Yeah. That's just a fact. That's just a simple fact. How can you start on a team in the summer, on an AAU team, but you can't get minutes in, the, in a high school game? Mm-hmm. It don't make sense to me. It just don't make sense. So that right there is, is a big problem in, in coaching. Coaching, I think the lack of coaching. Because like I said, these days, if, if – if you really wanted to and you could fund it, you could start your own team. 
You really can start hey, your own team. We thought about like we 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 I want I want it. to, but <laughs> yeah. I know I, I know you know it would be some, if I'm a head coach. I'm a coach. I'm not going. Yeah. You know I would never start a team so my son could get forty minutes. Right. And, I think it's all relative because some people' personality is I need you to dog me for me to be good. Yeah. Some people like some people need you to talk shit to them for them to really get their stuff together. But other people, they kind of need that pat on the back. So it's really all relative. But you you definitely can't have a team full of people where you babyfy. Like oh you did these you did this good. Right. But this but some people need that. that Don't balance. do that shit again. Right. Hey, you also got to set that. You can't just pull them for nothing though. You know what I mean? What mean? Like if they make a dumb mistake, you can't just say no. You not doing that. Just you got to let some people that make makes a players mistake. scared. Yeah, because yeah, hey, if you play in timid, you gonna. But I feel like any coach well that does that is not a good coach because in basketball is not so never play. It's, yeah, it's, it's a certain balance. It's a certain no, balance. Never in the history of basketball has never been a perfect game. No, nope. never. There's gonna be turnovers and fouls. Like you can't pull. So any coach that say, "Hey, you turn the ball over, come on, come out the game." No, that's that's a that's a jackass coach. That is a dumbass coach. Now, I can see if you like turn the ball over and you walk back on defense and you don't hustle back. Like you don't give no effort. To effort, effort, effort yeah. is the big uh, factor. You can get there. pulled for effort, right? It, I can, I believe in it. It kind of goes in line with that. Uh, with that thing from a couple weeks ago that you read about them taking a three point shot out of the from camp or whatever. USA camp. That yeah. makes you know what I mean. Like even that, it's like that just starts with coaching. I'm not going to pull away an entire part of the game. No, you're just not going to be shooting threes if you can't shoot them. If you want to become a three point shooter, come before or after practice. We work on it together, and then you'll be able to shoot the three. Put in the work. You have to put everything that Jason Kidd about said about putting in the work to be good. It all made sense to me. It was just surprising. Um, the article itself was a problem. I advise everybody to go read it. It was it was cool. It was something in that article where Giannis said they had a really hard practice one week. Yeah, and they went on a like they won six out of the next seven games. He's a worker. Yeah, he went from from who is that guy in the draft to everybody know his name. Everybody know how to pronounce his name, and he's got the the fucking weirdest name in the league. He's he he's a worker. A Same with uh, pretty much killed them, and he loved kid. Same with um, they actually had a problem um. You know, Giannis was one of the people that was saying he was getting a little too hard on him, too. Okay. That, that was in the uh, article. But same thing with Chris Middleton. Um, Second-round pick when he was in Detroit. Nobody knew him. Nobody cared. Came on the kid's wing, him and Antetokounmpo. They blossomed. Now he was knocking on the door of the All-Star game this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Real quick, that reminds me. And that my GMO where they say they working you too hard in practice. Yes, you know how bro, you got to keep tuning in. Pop, yeah. just, man, I guess if you leave it on too hard, they're going to fire you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that was just crazy things they were saying. Like the Bucks organization really thought that that team was good enough to be like a legitimate contender. Yeah, uh, so that was surprising. Um, without because I don't think that they have the talent to without do Jabari. He didn't even play most of the season. And then, um, yeah, Jabari, Antetokounmpo, and Middleton barely played together. That was mm-hmm. another thing. Yeah, apparently, Jabari got hurt twice. Yeah, the first thing got hurt. Cool. Then when he came back, the day he came back, Middleton got hurt. Yeah, so <laughs> they played their first game together this year, and they've been teammates for like three seasons. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they fired kid, and they've been like the same. They yeah, nothing has changed. <laughs> their defensive numbers are still the same. Offensive numbers are still the same. So, I mean, I get this off season is when they're really gonna try to find a real head coach for them because their interim coach ain't doing. Ain't, if you ain't changing nothing from yeah. the past guy, then you shouldn't stay there. But um. So I understand that Jason Kidd lost the locker room mostly, but 
as a coach this year, he wasn't anything like anything good either. You know, yeah. De- defensively, he hadn't changed the scheme. Yeah, still sometimes too many threes. Sometimes it's not even the adversity; it just doesn't work. Yeah, you yeah. I, He'll I just, be a coach soon. I just don't think that that roster was as good as they thought. And he, he said that they had a young – they were young across the board. He was saying not even just the team. The front office is young. He's a young coach. So, you know. I would still say they're make... disappointing this year. Yeah. yeah they're definitely yeah, They're definitely underwhelming. They're the eighth seed. Yeah, the eighth seed. So, I mean. We're one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Who's, who said he still thinks he's the MVP favorite, which is. Yeah. That's, I don't even know why he would even come out and say that. Is he smoking crack? I think so. Think he got that PCP mic gate. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> going into yeah, going into them standings. Uh huh. Um, that OKC, real close to that seven C. <laughs> right there on that six. Come on, baby. Come on, Jazz. I, I watched the last night game. Um, they had a good comeback. I think they were down by like eighteen at one point in oh, the third were? quarter. Came back overtime. But then, yeah, they end up losing by late in games. I, you can see it's hard to watch them, man. Russell Westbrook is either the blessing or the curse, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it, it's it's this is why I think Derek. It, either he's a blessing, which means he makes a shot, or he's a curse. It means like he's gonna airball that yeah. shit. Like he takes a, take a bad, bad shot. If he's yeah. an amazing shot or a bad shot, there is no in between with Russell Westbrook. And and he and took like a really bad he shot. He doesn't have to night. settle for that three. He doesn't. Yeah, like this <laughs> <Mello> was <laughs> wide open two like nights ago. Spurs, yeah, on the left corner. Yeah, left wide wing. Open. Left wing. Hands in the air. Like look at me. Look um, at me. Yeah, I don't know why Layden Gay didn't run through Paul George. I, I just want to know. Paul George had twenty six that night too. I just yeah. want to know, like, does Rush, does Russell Westbrook know that if he stops doing that, he could be like a legitimate top five player? Without he probably looks at him like, damn. <laughs> but in game, he's probably like, yeah. The problem I, is, is that, that he makes some. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I've seen stats that like he's one of the like. He is. That, one he's of the, one of the clutchest players. So that's why that's what gives him the, the confidence but to he's shoot. He's also those shots. one of the worst three point shooters yeah. in the league. But yeah, he, he takes tr- game time game. We know threes. he got that from y'all know KB two four. The confidence <laughs> was talking about like per one thousand shots of people who take transition threes. Russ was dead last. That makes sense. Yeah, he, yeah. Shoots like 20, yeah. he, shoots he probably like shoots the most. He shoots That's, like 25%. He put that in his game. Like He's one of the only players that put a pattern and move in his game that ain't like a successful player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, Why would you keep taking transition threes if you're not making Because his confidence you, is through the Especially room. when you can dunk on anybody at the rim. Right. He understands that he's one of the best in the league, so he plays like that, even if that means playing outside of what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still, I still my guy. I'm oh yeah, still, oh yeah, the dude's still a baller. I'm rocking with him. Uh, Melo <clears throat> sat out the whole fourth quarter. Uh, Billy Donovan said he was impressed to see that. You know, so the sign of unselfishness that is definitely unheard of for Melo because he had the opportunity to check himself in. So he's there next season, right? He will be a Thunder because he's got I think 21 million dollars in the player player. Um, Option? No team is giving him twenty one mil. We so if he if he a man about his money, he'd stay in OKC. But what if he get an opportunity to go somewhere with a chance to win? What if, what that, if that's, but that's always been the thing about Melo. What what's his priorities? Yeah, at? but he already made the you know what I'm saying the big payday. I don't Knicks. know. I see. I feel like Melo's a money man. He, he, I, he definitely is a money, a money man, man. But I mean, it's late after he's made so much money, and the knock on him is I don't know. I guess we have to see what the Thunder do. Because if they, if they make it farther I'm, enough. It's $28 million. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's passing yeah, up on 28 He might want to go check that out. 
Lala gonna tell his ass We need to go to motherfucking LA <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be the actress <laughs> she, Yeah she was doing her thing On that east side with the, the, the sixes Six four, the fourth still Nine game win streak They got one of the easiest schedules in the league I would not be surprised if they just won out Even without Joel Embiid And beat out They gotta beat the Cavs they, they do have, have to, to be the Cavs. They have to be the Cavs. Let's let's talk about the Sixers. Yep. Um, so Joel Embiid went out a couple nights ago. Uh, him and Markel Fultz collided. Collided. Showed of Markel Fultz face of Joel Embiid. Man. Very unfortunate. Fractured something in his face, and he's going to be out two to four weeks. Which means that on the early end, he'll be back one game after the playoffs, yeah. according to Woj. Woj said he'll miss um, one game. And on the later end, he'll miss the entire first round. Are y'all concerned? No. I, like from the Sixers' history, I'm gonna say it's just gonna be that that four weeks. No, so, I don't yeah. think so. I, no way. I really no way. Feel, well, that's why yeah. I'm not concerned. They're gonna put the mask on. That's exactly. Joel Embiid's not gonna let it exactly. happen. Exactly. Playoffs. I'm in it. The Philadelphia 76ers aren't going to let it happen because they're in the playoffs yeah, finally after, after the like process. Several years. The process is finally here. It was easy to do those type of things when there was nothing to play for, but now you have an entire fan base behind y'all. Foster's is back. Ben Simmons is doing this thing. Jordan B is leading the pack. Yeah, Both saying that's that. Bad. No, of course wow, not. He looks no. really, he looks pretty good. He hasn't taken a like you a thought he's gonna look jumper bad? yet, but I think he's probably good. thought he'd be like rusty or yeah. something. No, nah, he did, he is rusty. Yeah, but he his speeds all he off. Was, yeah, but he, all off. he was kind of what, like the first game he looked kind yeah, of. He didn't take shots. He didn't yeah, exactly. Um, he was the number one pick for a reason. Last man. night he shot four for eight, um, two steals, one had a down, very electrifying seven, dunk, triple double. Come on, man, you know you know what he doing. I, you know are, are triple doing. doubles in, like does it matter to y'all? If it's a good triple double, yeah. I mean a triple double is a triple double. I mean it's been a lot of them, but I'm not gonna let the fact that it's been a lot of them deteriorate. It, uh, that's exactly what happened for me. Deteriorate the because that's like it's the three point is the three point nothing because Steph Curry shoots a lot. No, it's still no, you know. no, no, no. It, I think it depends on who the play is now. Because like if I see Ben Simmons gets a triple double, okay. But if I see Stephen Curry, I'm like, yeah. Because like it's a little guy going out there getting that ten rebounds a game. Even though some but of then those, it's he's a big goes, guy getting ten assists with Ben Simmons. He's a, he's not like a, a big though. He's, he's six, tall. Yeah, he's, he's six a, ten, he's a, but, but he's a big. That's not irregular. Six ten point guard is not a regular thing. Just like a point guard going out and get that many rebounds is not a regular thing. Yeah. Especially when Ben Simmons is doing it on a night in night basis. Mm-hmm. What I mean is that like. If I'm watching the game and somebody has a triple double, I'm not saying, "Oh, yeah, he got it, a triple it's devalued double. at yeah, this yeah. point." Yeah, yeah, it's because just it, because of all, it's so many. Of them. Did Russell Westbrook ruin it? Yeah, he did. For me, at least, he he, he electrified it because it has he averaged it. Yeah, so he turned it yeah. up. In my and opinion, just averaging for yes, the week. Yeah. Exactly. Close. So he's averaging it, but that's something I haven't seen in my life. Because it depends on how you look at it. Do you look at it, man? This player is doing everything he can to help them win, or he's just stat chasing. Here, here's the here's the caveat for me that makes it impressive and a win. Yeah, Ben Simmons had a triple double last night and a win. Mm. That's what makes it impressive to me because we've seen mostly Russell Westbrook go out and get you a triple double, but his team don't win. And at that point, you're just like, okay, it don't it don't matter then. We've also seen a win though. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to win every. That's what I said. If it says in a win, then that's when it becomes. I mean, LeBron James averaged it in the finals and they lost. That was still impressive as hell. Almost got swept. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. That was impressive as hell, and he lost. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He did everything he can to try yeah. to win, and it just didn't work. Exactly. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to win everyone. Um, but I, I like it because, I mean, as long as it's organic, a lot of people try to say Russell Westbrook is stat padding. I mean, I, I can see why they would say that. But it's well, just yeah, a, it's clips of him. It's, like, a, it's, it's a part of his game. I mean, when Kevin Durant has 46 and he shoots 
five more shots to get 50. Is he stat chasing? No, he's a scorer. He's playing his game. He's a scorer. That's what he does. So the way I've always seen it is that Russell Westbrook is stat chasing. But it makes sense for the offense, for him to get the rebound. Because that's automatic fast break. If Steven Adams gets the rebound, that's one more pass. means that's extra seconds for the fast break. But when Russell Westbrook gets a rebound, it's time to go. So it makes sense for him to go get that board opposed to Steven Adams. That's the way I've always seen it. Why would you consider it past that? Chasing if it's because a, a, if he, he he doesn't contest shots, he he has lower three point per, like contested percentage than I for, oh man I forgot who exactly I mean like, sure I feel like Jordan. I feel like that's, that, that's like a habit for him though too He's like, it's not that he just does it because. I find myself doing that too. Like, if I see somebody shoot, I'll just try to go get a rebound. But can we all agree he is the best rebounding point guard? He's one yeah, of the great with rebounding. the athleticism. Yeah, yeah. so he should, like, he should be at the rim trying to get rebounds, right? Yeah. yeah. But if but if the guy's shooting a three, I would rather I've, not go. I would I've, rather. I've, if it's a late closeout, saying, but if I've, it's a I've late closeout, him, I don't know if it's I've never seen him turn his back and just say, you know, fuck it, he can have like, he's going to wave him off and then try to get Yeah, I've never seen that. But last week, CJ McCollum gave him 36. So, what is and with see, you in the, the CJ McCollum can yeah. score the ball? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, yeah, Kevin Durant said he was on Bill Simmons' podcast the other day. Um, they asked him who's like low key, like low. He didn't, of course, Bill Simmons to say low key, but he's like, who's <laughs> who's the low key one of the hardest players to guard that nobody thinks about? He's like CJ McCollum. I hate getting switched on to CJ, even though I know in my mind that I'm one of the best defenders. I hate guarding them. It's like, oh, well, yeah, the guy, the guy can score. Yeah. He can score the damn ball. Yeah. Look, he got him blushing over there. He finna <laughs> call CJ. Did you hear what Kevin Durant said about you? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of CJ, you know, shouts out to Dame Lillard, you know. Having you know, his baby. His brother get digging. So y'all want to do a quick oh, game? Brother. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird week for yeah, him. Yeah, you introduce your baby. Son. And then your brother gets shot. Is he? But he's but okay, he's, right? He's, stable he's, condition. He's that's stable that's condition. the good yeah. news. Okay. Um, y'all want to do a quick start bench cut? I got some up. Come on. First of all, is that what you brought to the show? That was your... No, I got other stuff. <laughs> okay. I mean, ain't no wrong with it. Nah, that's, nah, if that's your thing. No, nah, I got some other stuff. All right. Some other topics. We ain't did nothing like that in a minute. I'm yeah, gonna... go ahead. Let me hear it. KB just did a video like that. All right, that. we got the show first did. one up. We got the first one up. We got Clay, Devin Booker, and I'm going to, you know, specify we got Boston Ray Allen. Boston Ray Allen. Yeah, Boston. I'm starting Clay Thompson, benching Boston Ray Allen, cutting Devin Booker. That's me. I am starting Devin Booker. See, we got some different opinions over here. I am. Um, no, 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 we don't. I am starting Clay Thompson. Okay, okay. Ditching Devin <laughs> Booker, and I'm cutting Ray Allen, Boston Celtics. That's what, that was, that's what I was going to say. Basketball season is finally back, and you know what that means. It's time to put your basketball knowledge to the test with one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings. DraftKings is giving away over $400 million in prizes this season. That's more than 10 times what Los Angeles is paying the king himself. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. Draft your team is simple. Just select eight players and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. Earn points when your players score, assist, block, rebound, and more. The best part is you get to draft a new team every day without any commitment. There's no better way to turn your love of basketball into cash. Download the app or head over to DraftKings.com now and use my code BACKBOARD to support the show and play free with your first deposit. And remember, there will be $400 million in total prizes up for grabs throughout the season. That's code BACKBOARD to play for free with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
No one move on. We got another. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> All right, we got Middleton. Unless you want us to talk about why we pick what we pick. I, no, I, I cut Devin Booker for the defense. Like the other two guys can play some defense. defense. Yeah, that's that's it. I cut I, but Booker. I, I don't know. They both. I want a Booker off my bench because that's just pure. That's just straight offense. He, he can carry an offense. Yeah. Um, to not 20, saying that the other two can't. Not saying the other two can't. <laughs> oh, I, I read Ray Allen's book did, in did one you? day. You did. I read it. It took me like three. I okay. wanted to do it in one day, but it was so fucking boring, G. You so might I don't as well expect just, him to be a magnificent author, bro. I kid you not. I, but it's not. He didn't write it. Like he told course, stories exactly. and somebody else wrote it. Right here in the guy. Right. I watched him do these interviews. He did a couple. He did of a lot of yeah. interviews. And in my mind, I said, you know what? If you would have did this. A year ago, like not even a year ago, you didn't have to write a book. This is all you have to do is do these interviews. I don't need the book now because it tells me everything. The book is pointless because you try to make it seem like oh, this is the life and times, but you really just want to get these stories out to answer all these questions everybody has had about you and the Celtics and Rondo and KG. When all you had to do was a few interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not going to read the book anymore because I don't really give a fuck about his upbringing and his military base. Bro, I'm telling you, only thing the first. <laughs> 14 chapters of the book, you might as well read his damn Wikipedia page. It's just his Wikipedia page with a little more detail, and really, it's irrelevant. Where it starts to get good is when he talks about Rondo. Exactly. That's where things get good. And you can just go watch ESPN First Take, and they drilled him about that shit. Rondo threw, like, a water bottle at a team projector because they was watching film, and Doc Rivers was getting on his ass a little bit. But then he also said that, like, Doc Rivers and all the rest of the team babied Rondo. Like, Rondo would do some childish shit, and they'll be like, come on, young fella. Come on. When Ray Allen wanted him to be a man about it. That's <laughs> yeah. basically That's, that's basically why he was saying that Boston Celtics got a— they didn't know how to handle him, but yeah, I, I that was the whole like, book. I just gave y'all the whole book. Hey, thank right you. there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really because like he has never been that type of interesting guy where we all want to know about him and his life. Ray Allen's been a boring guy. I've never been like this Ray Allen. I was hoping for way more stories because being being a basketball player, uh, NBA player in general, I feel like warrants you a bunch of was stories. Was there anything? Well, probably not about that scandal he had. Did he talk about that or anything? Fuck no. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, they didn't talk about it. Of course. Yeah, I hope you try to like clear his name or something. Yeah, yeah, man. I think you would have no, mentioned that first. About it, bro. Yeah. The only was... thing that he he said something no, this is irrelevant to what you said, but like the Super Sonics day is basically he was talking about, well, we went this far. We won this many games. I remember going against Michael Jordan for the first time. And then I think it was um was it Anthony Mason? Something yeah. made and they played together and he just uh, said he was a complete cancer to the locker room. Anthony Mason's dead. One of them, I'm pretty sure it's Anthony Mason because he recently passed away. He played with. Let me let me double check that. But I'm pretty sure no, it was a number 24 for the Sonics Mason um, uh, Junior. Something Mason Junior. He was a dunker. He was in a dunk contest. It no, Anthony it was with the Bucks. Anthony Mason with the Bucks. Oh, okay, so Anthony yeah, Mason came Anthony in Mason. for a year. So he okay. So it was a cancer to the locker room. Wow, he said that basically. Um, which I, I mean, I like because. He's, tell, he's telling them how it is. Rest in peace, Anthony Mason. But if the dude was a cancer to your team, let him. I mean, let wait until he die and say that though. But I don't. I don't think him being alive or dead really matters. But I'm saying he had all the years to say when he was but alive. It's, it's, That's just weird. But the thing is, he didn't have a book those years. But I haven't heard anything about this. Though we all uh, knew that, about that's the whole, But that's the whole thing about like writing a book. At least that, that's what I thought, that he's going to have hella stories that we didn't heard about before. Mm. But that's one of the few no, that he did I, have. I feel like this is more for a Ray Allen fan rather than an NBA fan. He also talked about like how jo- him and George Carl fell apart. Ah, George Carl. Uh, George Carl book I still ain't read, but I heard there's some crazy shit in there. I need to read that. Um, I would give the book like a 4 out of 10, Ray Allen's book. 
If that sounds interesting to you, go read it. But if not, hell no, I don't yeah, even don't. read books. He's one of the most boringest players in the fucking NBA. That's why Isaiah's getting cut off my team. <laughs> Sit your ass over there. I thought you were talking about Desmond Mason. You used to play. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, not Desmond. The Duncan. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. With your next start being cut. You got cut. Middleton, Bradley Beal, and CJ McCullough. I'm starting CJ. Of course. I'm starting Bradley. I'm bringing Bradley off the bench. You cutting Middleton? Yeah. I think I, I, I got to cut Middleton. I got to cut Middleton yep. too. Because though Middleton is such Middleton. a solid player, those other two guys are can give you a forty piece. Yeah, Middleton is not uh, going to be that. Yeah, McCollum ain't defending nobody though. But I, I'll still take McCollum. That's the that's like how good of his offense is. He actually like thank you. He's, he's not a defender. some players are so good. some players so good like you just it overshadows it. You just got to overshadow. But like I was telling the dude in the in the Discord. He was talking about Carney Towns or Hassan. Hassan played defense, but Carney Towns is a better basketball player. Yeah, he is. I'm going to cut Middleton yeah. just because I don't want to fall asleep during the game when I'm coaching these two. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Middleton is a great two. Shout like, out. Number two option. Shout out to Middleton. When those other two guys can be number one options. The way That's the way I look at it. I feel you. All right, we got Kyrie, Damian Lillard, and John Wall. I'm not talking on this one because I don't know. I've had this question before. I don't. It's impossible to pick. They're all the same. In my eyes, they're all on the same nah, tier. I don't think so. I think Kyrie and Damian are number one the same. Wall is more of a two way. No, he's saying same tier, not same, same, tier. same yeah, tier. Not, not same, same player. Tier. No, not same player, but same tier. I can't put one over the other. They're all the same to me. I'm a, I, I might start be starting Wall. Wall. I, I might be starting Wall. I haven't seen anything from Wall this year, so I can't. I can't say that. You got to just say from a basic understanding. You know, John Wall will give you twenty exactly. plus and ten plus. But I, you act like been I, out for three years. No, yeah. no. But when I when I do stuff like this, I try to keep it as as relevant. relevant. So you got to go with the most recent thing you. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, he's all always right. giving. Okay. Some, he's always giving you twenty plus points and ten assists and def- defense for at least the past couple of years. Better defense out of those two. So um, I'm going. I'm starting Wall. Kyrie. Because Kyrie can win me a game, even though John Wall is a better defender, better passer. Kyrie can win me a game. Lillard um, can also win you a game. They can all win you a game. I don't think Damian Lillard. I, I haven't seen him hit a game seven three. There's only been like title. three people to ever do that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I know Kyrie got that ice in his veins. Damian Lillard. He did hit that one against Houston. 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 Yeah, yeah, with the double that clap. One game, that one was, the finals. Nah, it shout was, out to Brandon Roy. It's a different stage. Yeah, shout out to Brandon Roy. Um, then I'm going to bench wall and I'm going to cut Damien. I, you know, I feel bad because his brother got shot. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That ain't nothing to do with basketball, my guy. Yeah, Don't feel he had bad a baby. about baby. His brother getting shot. Now he getting cut. But yeah, I got to cut you. <laughs> hey. So whack weed for Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I would you know, think they move, he moved them or something. No, really? I mean, you can get shot anyway, Mike. Come yeah. on now, Mike. Somebody no, can shoot you literally yeah, right come now. Come on, Mike. You're, you're on the balcony come right on, now. And it was a shot. It was a targeted shooting. We got you, bro. It was a targeted shooting. By no, the way. That don't stop me from getting shot. I'm still getting shot, but you're going to go get my revenge. Right. That's what I mean. I'm going to avenge uh, you. No. Nah. I'm going to need you to jump in front of that bullet. Can't do that, brother. <laughs> now ready for the next one? All That's right. a low baller. That's a low. So we got Jabari Parker, Jason Tatum, and Kyle Kuzma. Starting Jason Tatum. And I don't know what to do from there. Starting Kyle Kuzma. Mm, respect. Benching Jason Tatum. And I'm cutting Jabbar just because he's fresh off Andrew. That's the only reason I've been doing he's that. He's playing solid, though. He is, I'm, I'm not saying But he still ain't. Is he, I honestly have he not been watching the Bucks. He, he seems is the word. Yeah, he's okay. playing solid. He, he's playing athletic, too. Uh, and yeah. that, that's good coming off them injuries. But um, I'll, uh, I'll start Jason Tatum and bring Jabari off the bench. Mm-hmm. 
in your car. I'll take Kyle Kuzma. You cut in Kuzma? Yeah. He just had 26. Yeah, 27 to 12 <laughs> or something like that. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Jabari, yeah, did, yeah. Has Jabari Trey Burke just had 40. Has Jabari scored 20 this year? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. yeah I can. Uh, anyway. I think this is the last, we got the last one. We got Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Kawhi Leonard. Oh, shit. Same Paul, thing with Kawhi. We'll I'm do starting, Paul, like John I'm starting Paul George off the bench. Give me Kawhi. And I'm going to have to cut Jimmy but- Butler. I got to start Kawhi. Um, he ain't going to want to play, though. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say that. <laughs> I, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing Paul George off the bench. Over your man, Jimmy? Because he know. Yeah. I don't have an opinion, dog. You got to start them all. Because Paul George. I'm, I would start Kawhi. But you don't know what to do with Jimmy and Paul George? Don't know what to do with Jimmy and Paul George. Because Paul George is that good. Jimmy's pretty good, too. I'm just Jimmy's Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not biased at all. My guy not biased? I like that about you, daddy. That's all I have. But so I why are we on the topic of Paul George? Listen to this. Okay. I was browsing through Reddit. So shout out to uh, Edgar Poisoner for bringing this up. But also shout out to Ben Gulliver. Who said Paul George should make an Iguodala to the Warriors move and join the Sixers this summer? That was the headline. Um, and then there is a lot of parallels between what Iggy has done in his career so far to what Paul George has done in his career so far. And then they make the case that that Paul George should sign with Philly and be what what um, Iggy was to the Warriors. So let me get this straight. They're saying they're comparing Paul George and Andre or Iguodala because, you know, he was a star of his own team. Mm-hmm. He went to, well, Iggy went to the Nuggets. All-star, yeah. He was not all-star with the Nuggets. No, but he, he went to the Nuggets. He made that transition. It uh-huh. didn't work out, so he he just went to Warriors, and he won a championship. But he was a bench player on the like That's he was, what he was a six man, but he if you, you can argue that that first championship he yeah. was one of the most important players so, on the but team. But if Paul George goes to the Sixers, he's a starter. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying directly like 100 percent match it, come off the bench, Paul George, because that's not what Paul mm, George is. Uh, but yeah. I'm just saying like as far as joining that team and a young team that has a lot of potential, get them to the next level. Be that guy to get him to the next oh, level. I mean, if, if, you want, if, if Paul George wants to, to yeah, if Paul George wants to go there and like take that role, I feel like. You know he would, but uh, I feel like he still wants to. I mean, start of course, him. if he wanted to, yeah, he would still be the star. I know star what you mean, but if that was his priority, that, I meant to say that, it, then yeah, he might go there. What they're saying, what they're are, what they're saying is two different things. Mm-hmm. Because if he went to the Seventy Sixers, he wouldn't be taking Andre Iguodala approach because yeah. Andre Iguodala was not the star of the team, never was the star of the team. He was important, but it's the difference from being important and being a star. Paul George is going to come and want to be a priority. That I. Yeah, in a sense, I feel like they're just saying he would complete that void. He would be the person that would take them to that next level. And at that point, I agree. Yeah. Because if, if he goes to the 76ers, I mean, you Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, that's a long that's a long. And team. you got folks off the but bench. You got you to gotta think about his priorities. His priority is he wants to be that guy. Exactly. Is that really Paul George's priority? I think, he's been, I think he's been happy in OKC. Yeah. It's not I, being the guy. It's because not, it's he's not, winning. I understand what he's saying. He? I don't think he means the guy. More as than in, last year. I don't think he means the guy is in the top dog, but he definitely don't want to be Andre Iguodala role. He's yeah. he's weak. That's, that's Paul, not it. That's not Paul George. I didn't say it right. Twenty seven. Iguodala yeah, joined he, the Warriors when he was thirty. He's basically Iguodala was a one time All Star. Paul George has been a perennial All Star. It's it just two different 
players. Too. It says Paul George is obviously a better player than Iguodala was, but in the, <laughs> but in his next contract, likely going to get him to his early 30s, barring a miracle in the next few months. Um, he still has never been to the finals, similar to Iggy. When Iggy Iggy was on that 57 win Nuggets team, and they got eliminated in the first round. It wasn't a good team. Gallag- Gallinari also got hurt in the first round. Hmm, so. True. Is that is that, re- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that relevant? That was their best player that year. I can't say that because Eagle Dollar is their best player that year. <laughs> but uh, Gallo was potentially like they was talking about him potentially being an All Star that year. What does that mean, Derek? That's Andre Eagle Dollar was a potential All Star that year too. It's just let, that it's the let West. me let me break it down to the simplest okay, a form. Key player, a key player got hurt. Let me break it down to the simplest form of this. Let's do it. Paul George signing with Philly would make the impact that Iggy had when he signed with the Warriors. A young team that's almost there, which I would say that the the Philadelphia 76 are almost the number four seed in the East when people project them to be the eighth seed. Um, And he gives them that next jump, him being a veteran that that team needs. Uh, and on, it'll be on different levels because obviously Paul George the better player. That's than, why I would not compare. I wouldn't just Paul it's, George. It's the situation. It's not the players. It's the situation. Yeah. It is the players though because you're mentioning Andre Iguodala because the situations are the same. The, I mean, I guess, but not necessarily because he would he wouldn't be going into that role of Iguodala. He would be going. He would be like a, that's, you're, a top okay. Get, get rid of get rid exactly. of exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Get rid of the whole thing. Paul George going to the Sixers would be a good move. It's just that simple. You that's, don't have to bring. Why are we arguing the same thing? I'm not arguing. With you. But the, no, facts. the reason Iguodala is brought up in a situation because the situations are the same, not the roles. The only situation that is the same is that they're the young teams. No, the situations that are the same are that they're they got dealt the first year. I mean, the last year of a nice deal that they're going to be free agents, that they're going to be a part of teams that are going to be unsuccessful. We the OKC Thunder are not going to win a championship this year, and um, they both and all if team he goes defense. to the sixties, they're going to win a championship the next no, year. No, okay. no, what no. What the hell? What? <laughs> right, so yeah. you, but you're Iggy, saying- Iggy didn't win a championship in his first year. I didn't say he fucking did. Did I? Did, what you're saying is irrelevant right did now. Did I say that? Yeah. No, but you you were trying to. This is what mind. I'm saying. Matter, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Paul George going to the Sixers would be good. Yeah, it would. That's that's why I brought this up. That, why, what what point are you getting by saying that Iggy doesn't matter? That's I'm just comparing. It that's I'm comparing point. the situations, Pete. And I'm saying that they're different. How so though? How how is this? Situ- I just laid out everything that's the same. How is how is that different without saying roles? Because the role is a part of it. What do you mean roles? Like no, it's that's not the important all right, part. All right, of this. well, just leave roles out then. Go ahead. That's talk not about the that, go ahead, that's go what he's trying to do. He's just trying to talk, talk about the situation. Ahead, talk about it. Okay, I'm listening. Talk. That's the end of my. I wonder what y'all thought about it. That's <laughs> I, the I, I just told I like you. Then you say, oh, take out roles. So, go, so I can agree. Okay, yeah, it's the same thing. How about you, Mike? I think it would be good, but like that. Understanding Paul George, I don't know his priorities. Like, if he wants to be there, and you're like, saying that because of the role. But go ahead. Yeah. No, well, yeah, no, that is a role. Because but when, okay. it, but so when it comes to Paul George, we've always he's always not him specifically, but the all, the thing has always been he wants to go home. That's his priority, whether it be the money or it be his home. I don't think role is a priority for Paul George. He's been happy as the second guy on the team. He's been happy as the second guy. He could mm-hmm. go to Philly and be number one, but mm-hmm. I think he'd be okay with being number two. He's been number two all season long. That, my question, I, like, so my question is, does how much would this take away from Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons likes to pass the no. ball, but he needs the ball as well. So, so think, now, what are we talking about? But like, but if I think about that, OKC, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna let you finish real quick. But when we bring that into effect, what are we talking about? 
arose, right? But at yeah. this, but that, that has nothing to do with Iggy. Now we're talking about Paul George and Philly. So, yeah, what, so what why is, are we bringing Iggy in it? That was my whole that was Iggy, was the, <laughs> Iggy was the Iggy was the beginning of the whole thing. I understand thing. that, but my yeah. whole point it was, was like that a lead way, basically. It was but, the lead. That's but, all. Here, what you that's all. Say? That's all it was. I'm listening to you. We know, like, so Paul George, he doesn't obviously need the ball because he's kind of working with Russell Westbrook, but. Ben Simmons does, and we don't know if him like bringing that additional player would that kind of hinder Ben Simmons. Well, I don't think so because you would be a fool to take the ball out of his hands. They're not going to do that, and and Bead is their guy. So that's what I. That's why I had to bring in Rose because they have those two guys, right? Yeah. And Paul George is going to want to be a focal part of it. And I'm not saying he can't be focal, you know, because we've seen the Warriors succeed with a lot of their talent, but. Paul George is going to be, you have Ben Simmons controlling the ball. Yeah. But he's he's doing that with Russell Westbrook right now, which is cool. But Embiid is going to take his shots too. Yeah. So it's like you have two Russell Westbrooks on your team now because yeah. one guy is controlling the ball and then one guy is taking all of the I shots. I wouldn't say that though because I feel like those those guys pass the ball a lot more. That, that's true. Yeah, Ben Simmons don't shoot the ball that's a lot. Yeah. You know? like, yes, the thing, the thing I would think about it. He only had 10 points, though. So. But the reason I compared him to like a, a side of Russell Westbrook is because he's going to have the ball 90% of the time. He's gonna have the ball a lot. What makes you say but he's that? He's also not selfish. He's, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's but not, Russ, not. Russ can be selfish. So no, that's definitely different. Definitely, that's the definitely. What makes difference? Yeah. What makes you say that he would want to be a focal point? Because like, what, what have we seen in his I, career? That he's, says he's that. been a twenty-point scorer. Yeah, I feel like career. it's just his skill level. It's not like he. I feel like if he. It's not like he's thirty-four and like retiring. He you know take that role, but like he's still at his prime, basically. He's only, still going to average 20 wherever he goes. Yeah. Much. I, that's, as much that's as, like, I know, like, too. it sounds so good to add Paul George, but I feel like the Sixers are at a point where they, they can re- rely on the development of Ben Simmons. And, and But at the end of the day, I don't think that'll ever be enough. Considering what I, teams are having this now. Is, to me, this is their first year playing together, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they look they're, they're great. So if you just add, I guess, just even though it's like another solid player to the team, it don't even have to be a star. As long as you can rely on them and Markel Phillips being something, you could be, you could take them over the top. I agree with you 100%. You think so, though? I think they can. If Ben Simmons, first of all, if Ben Simmons works on any part of his jumper, and even, he don't, you're right. If I he don't works even think on he any part to, of his I think jumper, if he stays, continue to do what he do, he's going to get better, obviously, the more and more he plays. Because the better he gets, the better his team gets. And then, and that's, and that's, and be staying healthy, that's another thing we got to take into consideration. He's been good um, this year. Yeah, that was him, like that was just an him staying healthy. Ben Simmons is going to continue to do what he's doing. You know, they're both. NB was an All Star this year. Ben Simmons was damn near All Star in his rookie year. Markel Fultz was the number one pick for a reason. So I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be the next star of the league, but if he's anything to an yeah. All Star like a and James Harden for OKC, that's what I would compare them to a yeah. young OKC team. Yeah. KD, Russell, and uh, Harden. Then they and if got anything, I'm adding. Covington. I'm adding more depth than stardom. Because their bench is, you know, it's doing them decent, but I feel like it could always improve. And Dario Sarge is playing really well. Very good piece for them. So I feel like they already have the pieces. It's just their development and, like, turning into that Getting team. experience, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I think the playoffs this year could help them a lot. I like the idea of that lineup, man. Paul George, at what position? At the two. At the two? Yeah, at the two. That would be a big lineup. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It would, but they're all fast as shit. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons is super fast, like for a size. Is fast, a fast defender. Joel Embiid is 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 fast for his uh, size. I think that lineup would be unstoppable and stop everything. It would be the LeBron. No. No, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. We don't know the recipe to stop LeBron because ain't nobody done that shit. 
Five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American, Darius Baisley, was committed to go to Syracuse. But a couple days ago or last week, um, he decommitted from Syracuse and is going to go from high school to the G League. Mm-hmm. Just that simple. And he's saying he's starting a new trend that he knows is about to start happening, kind of like when Brandon Jennings went overseas to play. Um, it's cool, I guess. Uh, he's going he's going to make some money yeah. and, and develop. The, the G League has had a great year. Mm-hmm. This year to me all the, all the talent that's been coming out And playing for these teams um, I'm just interested to see What's going to happen for them Yeah I think the the question That comes from this topic Is why don't players do this more And I was reading some articles And a lot of people saying Just like Something about that college experience Is like Because if you put that In front of a young kid They might They're probably going to take that Over that college First of all You can go to the parties And everything it, uh, The <laughs> campus lifestyle Yeah And you can't really bring that that big stage of that March Madness to that the was, G League. That was you know, my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? College and then I, I don't know how true this is, but another uh, another reason it was they was talking about the development in players. So I'm like, I mean, in the G League, I, I really don't know because the G League, I don't I don't watch the G League. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, I, you've been to one game, right? Yeah, I've been to like four or five games. How would you say the skill level was? Good. They're not obviously. Like I mean, they're not bums, yeah, but it, it's entertaining to watch. It could be entertaining. They're not, they're not pulling up for 30 feet out or anything like that. If anything, it's just nice team basketball. It's I would compare it to like a college game. The like difference between game. G League and college basketball is in the G League, you get to just play basketball. You're around professionals. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. coaches and everything are from these organizations. Jerry Stackhouse was a coach of a team. Um, and you get to play and focus on your game and just fully develop. When you're in college, you have to go to class. You have priorities. You got the curfew. You're not getting paid. So mm-hmm. when you go to the G League, it's like you're in the NBA, but, you know, you're getting paid to play. Focus on your, your game and regiment and body the entire time. You have no other priorities. You just go there and play, and then you get to be around guys. Uh, Ron Artest was helping out for the Lakers G League team. So you get those veterans, and you're around an NBA team and organization as a 17, 18-year-old. So, so, I mean, so I'm a, I'm a, it's hypothetical, but if you were 18, mm-hmm. you know most likely the I'm way you're going, 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 going to college. Yeah, I'm going to college. March Madness is it's too big of a stage. It's yeah, they was, that was another thing. They were also talking about the publicity. Uh, publicity, yeah, Like, that helped Lonzo Ball with his, and his dad and everything yeah. like that. Like, it too wouldn't big. be the same if he went to the G League. Now, say this, hypothetically speaking, Michael Porter Jr. would have returned from his injury. And he would have took them to the national championship game. Yeah, it was a stock rise would have rose up. It would have been crazy. He would have been the most talked about thing. Marvin Bagley, if the Duke would have won national championship, he would have been the best player on that Duke team mm-hmm. as a freshman winning championship. DeAndre Ayton, if Arizona would have made a big run. Because you look at the teams now that's still in it, Villanova, they don't have um, a young freshman guy. They got Mikael Bridges. He's good, but he's a junior. Um, Kansas, Devontae Graham is not a big draft prospect, and he's a senior. Nobody had. There isn't like a young guy or young player. Yeah. So the big thing about him too was that he he was highly he was highly scouted. He was mm-hmm. a top recruit, and they said that he was like one of the first of his potential to do that. Mm-hmm. So the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, I guess, apparently people with lower recruits that weren't so hot, they have done it before. Because in that situation, it's more it's a less risk to do that than to go to Definitely. college and not get no minutes, not get any type Definitely. of like spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, so. He literally just played in the McDonald's All-American yeah. game a couple of days ago. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, though. It is. I, I, he, I wonder, will people actually do that? I, I don't think so, but it would be kind of special to I'm sure there's going to be some people to do it because yeah, some people some just are. Yeah, they need to make some money. It's it's definitely, probably didn't unless wanna, this JBA league start coming up, people might make that transition. He probably didn't want to play that damn zone. 
The zone, yes. I used to hate that. That's one I of the things I did not watch college basketball because they play zone. Yeah, it's true. And that, that, to be honest, that hinders a lot of people. Yeah, like, yeah, that's why Duke lost. You know, the zone is cool if that's what you want to do, play the zone. But Duke lost because they refused. They refused to get out of the zone. All they had to do was play solid man to man defense. They, for two and but a half they, minutes. they haven't, bro. And they I don't, from I, from everything that I've read. No, like, yeah, they they play zone this entire. This is year. one of the first um, Coach K teams ever to ever run zone ever, and because just, he couldn't get them them dudes to be good man defense to talk to each other. The zone was the zone was very stupid and very like. I see why they messed up a lot, and, and it was so many open threes because they had a random guy from inside the zone come out, and then you got to replace him. It was just very, very unorthodox and weird. And I'm, like I said, if you want to play a zone, play a zone. I think that says something about some of those guys coming out. But at some point, you got to play some man-to-man defense. I don't think Marvin Bagley is going to be hurt because they played the zone. I don't think Wendell Carter is going to be hurt in his draft stock because they played the zone. I think they'll be cool. Has Syracuse ever produced any great basketball players besides Melo? Or not? I ain't got to say great, good. I'm trying to think. Think it through. No, I can't think of Deion time. Waiters. Yeah, Deion um, Waiters. But even him, he came off the bench his whole college career. Yeah, right? that's because he butted heads with um, Jim Jim Beheim. Um Johnny Flynn was a terrible, terrible. I don't think, yeah, I don't think. It, I don't think they have. At least not in um, recent years. Yeah, Derek Coleman, but that was that was Michael Carter Mello. Williams, but you know terrible. he can't even. Terrible. Can't, yeah, yeah, he can't, can't steal the floor. No, terrible. It's three years of his and, career. And, he's and Jeremy nice. Grant went to Syracuse. They they said he's good for um. Okay, see, I like him a lot. And they say Jason Kidd fell in love with a player one time and started out. I would do the same thing with Michael Carter Williams. The dude got all the potential in the world to be good, but the guy can't stop fucking turning the ball over. Terrible, but yeah, um, that zone. I had a quick question for y'all. Hmm. Is opportunity all the player needs to be, you know, no. developed? What else would you say? What, what would you say the criteria would be? Actual like? development. You know, like if, if you got to put that was going to put in. You got to be my work. answer. He got to ask him to play. He got to ask. No, him. I mean, like put in the work off the court. I wouldn't say. I mean, like so. Say you a top recruit, a uh, job, a top draft pick. You top five. You have all the skill level and everything's there for you to, you know, make that next move. But you go to a team and you don't even play. Well, then yeah, like I mean, yeah, you yeah. don't have that. But, but even then, that's not everything you need, man. You you because these same players get opportunity and they look amazing. Like Trey Burke, he's getting opportunity to, to play. He just, just put forty points. Yeah, same thing. So it may be the system that you put in, or maybe those. No, like, definitely system because Aladipo had all the opportunity in the world. We can't say his shit ain't opportunity. They drafted him second overall, and they gave him every chance in Orlando. That's just a bad organization. They gave him opportunity. They didn't give him the other stuff. They didn't, they didn't give him the development. <laughs> they well, they, they say, "Here you go, kid. Play thirty-five minutes." So I was going to ask her, when do you give up as a when do you give up on a player like a young player as a GM? I say rookie contract. If they have not improved from their rookie year when their rookie contract is over, which is what four years, move on. Do you give them Michael Carter Williams four years? I would give, and it's been four years, and I'm giving up on dude. <laughs> nah, I mean, oh yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the window four years. But I see what you're saying when you say that remark. If he's absolutely ass in two years, then yeah, he gonna get up out of here. Come on, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna mess around. But I mean, I'm not gonna give up on a player if he had one bad year, Jonathan Isaac. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, well let's give up on this kid because his rookie year wasn't like wasn't no that Wally. good. I guess I think three teams gave up without dude yeah. already. He's in his third year. I thought she was saying like Noah Vonley about to turn up. Or something. No, but, no. Oh, like, it's time to give up on Noah Vonley has been okay. If we had to rate him one through ten, he's like a solid three and a half. 
And we'll take a solid three and a half for a rebound. At some point, I was thinking about giving up on Bobby Porter's, but now he's I showing, agree with you. He's yeah. I, th- that. I think that's kind of a consensus. Are you the saying all yeah. the stat that says he's like the worst defending power forward? Bobby Porter's. Bobby Porter's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, shut up. They said, I mean, that's, that's what the stat says. That's the one of the worst. I see. Yeah. No, I seen the comments though. They're like, that's because he's always that's because <laughs> that he's always guarding centers because he just he's not center. Yeah. He's really small. So yeah, him going to he like six. He cool. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like Bobby a lot. Yeah. I like his energy, his way he plays. People believe that he's a dirty player. He's not a dirty player. He he punched a teammate. Wow. That'll make him a dirty player. Y'all remember that foul, that foul on Thomas uh, yeah. Sadoransky? Yeah. That was not a dirty play. Yeah. If you watch that in slow motion, he he had his whole hand on ball. He's just strong as shit yeah. compared to Thomas Sadoransky. Wizards fans would, would beg to differ. But, right. But you know. that's biased talk. So what y'all think about KD? So, KD fifth ejection. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it give us some background. Give just, some okay, well, basically, he argued. Uh, yeah, he got. Yeah, he oh did yeah, get I did see the quote. I seen the quote. It's for not it. about the ejection. I'm talking. But this is his 50 ejection. He only two teams have more ejections. Only two teams have more ejections. I than seen. Him this year. I want to say I seen the quote of what he said to the ref. He would. He should have got ejected. Yeah, he called him all that. He was like, yeah, he did it. It was weird. So I'm not surprised. But he did get fouled. But he went like overboard. And um, yeah, the was, only other player in history to have more ejections is Rasheed Wallace in a single season. Katie got five. Shout out to Rasheed, bro. She don't lie, seven. baby. I don't know. It's just weird. Said, I think I want to say, did he come out? Did he come out and say like he thought the ring would satisfy him, but he's like yeah, hungry he or something like there's that? There's still a void. Yeah, then he said that the he said the crispy side. The the real KD is is the one you're seeing now. The the one in OKC that was a fake. Man. <laughs> he well, said that? Yeah. Well, he he was on Bill Simmons' podcast again. I mentioned he had two parts, um, and maybe even a third part coming out. His whole thing is that like the OKC got the OKC KD we saw was just a young kid, and he didn't have any opinions on anything. He was just a guy that wanted to play basketball, right? And now he he's an adult now. That's the way he just said it. he's an adult now. He's got he's got these opinions. He's making moves off the court. That's not just play, like he's not just a ball player anymore. So yeah, that's I feel him, but I, that still don't make sense to why he just is just so big and bad. He also stuff. said that this is the happiest he's ever been in his life. So don't let the ejections, the texts say anything. But he I feel like, it. He said he goes home. He said I go home and video. I play my Xbox yeah. and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> sound like I a feel- man like Christ. No, Shit, that's what we do, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what I do at least. I come home, I get on Xbox. I don't know. He just KD is. Just I just weird. don't got that money. He's, like a, him. he's a weird guy. I like him. A lot. I like him a lot. Too. I like his game. Whenever I hear an interview with him, it makes me like him a lot more. Like he he had this whole thing about that interview calling people blog boys, meaning they're like they don't watch the games. They just look at stats and say, oh, KD shot this from the field. He must be hurting the team. Or, or Draymond did this. He must be hurting the team. But they're not actually watching the games. They, yeah. He said that advanced stats fact. have make, made basketball. You don't have to watch basketball anymore. Mm. That's a fact. That's why I, people always try to, oh, it's plus and minus, it's PER. To, to some that. extent, I think advanced stats are cool, but you can't have your whole basketball opinion based off some, some dudes' uh, stats. Shit. You yeah, because you can look at LeBron's plus minus and see that it's bad and then look at how the Cavs played with and without him. Not bad. He, Maybe just not great. It was the worst he's had in he's, his career. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also having one of the best years of his life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so. that, that's Twitter too, though. You know, the oh more this God, uh, social networkers come out. Guys, I, I don't really – like, guys don't know basketball like that. They never play basketball like that. It's just everybody want to have an opinion. That's why I don't even really 
I try. I mean, we have a, a podcast. We have fans, so I communicate. But as far as that, I don't really be trying to have conversations with people. You can tell when somebody doesn't know basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's not hard. And it, it's just like it's just like the first thing they say. You can just tell, like, you don't want to have this conversation with them about basketball. What's good, y'all? This is your boy Justin, aka Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you with dope beats and entertaining guests each week. We offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the Almighty Baller Network. I try not to tweet basketball, but sometimes it happens because I watch basketball. And sometimes, like, last night UConn lost to Notre Dame. So I was tweeting about that game when, like, you know, when any other time I wouldn't be talking about shit like that. But the last week I tweeted... Um, I'm still waiting on somebody to explain to me how Russell Westbrook is better than Steph Curry without saying triple doubles. I was trolling, first of all. For me, if y'all listen to the show, you know I have them on the same tier. No, no, it's 1A, 1B, like P.S. said. Um, but I was just trolling. I just kind of wanted to see where the fans' minds were. Definitely. And th- nobody could say anything. Nobody could say, oh, he's a better defender. You can't, you can't really prove that. You can't prove that at all. But they both get lit up. They're both not defenders, right? Exactly. They're both not defenders. <laughs> or, or he's a better off-ball defender. How? How can you? How can you? How can you back that up with facts? How can you statistically prove that someone's a better off-ball defender than <laughs> the other one? You can't, bro. You can't. <laughs> so I, I was just trolling. First of all, I do the same thing. I, just I do the exact same thing. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. I prefer. I would take Russell Westbrook over Steph, but I, I can't yeah. sit up here and say, yeah. "Oh, he's you're bad. wrong." You're yeah, wrong. I can't. Why? Say that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I just kind of want to hear why. Well, if you if y'all know me, I, mean, I like players that do a little bit of everything. That's it. Just like the re, I would take Ben Simmons over Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic player, but I like dudes that's gonna score, rebound, and assist. That's just what I like. And I believe that's also oh, triple doubles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like. Um, I, I like the fact that to me, this is just my opinion. If I'm starting a team, Russell Westbrook, no matter who I put on him, the team with him, he's going to give me a chance to win. I don't know if Steph Curry could do that. I think Steph, can. Steph Curry's success I've only seen has had him with good players. You know what I mean? Like That is true. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's did. that's what me and you both say we think so, but we can't prove that is a fact, you know. And you know what I, I, mean? I, I no, I mean you can't put garbage around him. I like right, I, right. if you replace him with that OKC team when Durant left, I don't know if so if you take so you saying swap him and Russell Westbrook right put yeah, Steph yeah. Curry on the team I don't know how far exactly. that team would go I don't even know if that team makes exactly the that's the same thought process I had and then like Steph Curry has been a people be like when you bring up Steph Curry defense people be like well he's actually not as bad as people think yeah you're right but that's because he's playing with Draymond Green a defensive player of the year Klay Thompson has guarded every priority that he's had to guard and they've basically been hitting so I mean if you're not if you're guarding Andre Roberson instead of Russell Westbrook you should be an okay defender you should be yeah. alright but that that just shows how good offensively Steph is no definitely yes, cause I, I'm still iffy on it he may take them cause like I said he's one of those players you have to guard everywhere so mm-hmm. he's gonna attract a lot of help and a lot of people be like man you shoot the three I mean he only shoot threes but he's the best to ever do cause it, so. you see once they got Klay Thompson they got a little bit better once they got you know that's Harrison Barnes, they got a little once he has some weapons with, him, he's dead. with Klay Thompson is that Klay Thompson is the most important piece to Steph Curry's career mm-hmm. cause as soon as Klay Thompson came everything yeah. opened up yeah. he skyrocketed and then defensively, I mean, Clay Thompson took on all the priorities. I mean, you don't have to guard Lillard, John Wall, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Then yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, so it's gonna it, be a lot it's, easier. It's basically pick your poison. Exactly. There's no wrong or right answer. People kill yeah, me with not, that discussion, that, and that's that be my point of when I tweet. 
uh, top two and he not two is because people, the reaction that people get is just be like, y'all crazy. People would literally tell me, like, I'm straight up wrong as if they would kill themselves if their favorite team had Russell Westbrook. It's so Westbrook. weird to me that people hate other NBA players. Like, normal fans would be like, man, I hate Steph Curry. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. How can you love the game of basketball but hate a guy that Facts. basically changed it? Facts. How, how, that makes no yes, sense Yes, keep to going me. with that. Because now we can ease up into another yes. topic. I hate it's people that come out and be like, he shoot too many threes. He's soft. Like, why? Yeah. First of all, that's the best three point shooter in the world. How are you ever, gonna tell him to not to shoot threes? Hold the basketball. <laughs> yes, and like, it's crazy because he still shoots a very high percentage at with the rim. The, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Higher than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, see the no, no, that's either. facts. Don't yeah, I'm pretty sure he shoots like fifty so, percent at the rim. This can get us into another topic. This influential list. You know, oh, I wanted to bring that up yes. too. ESPN, because you said you know. Mm-hmm. So. ESPN put out a game changers list, which is basically influential. And then we got to mention that it's on and off the court. Colin Cowherd did the same thing of his. Yes, on and off the court. Influence, y'all. Influence people. So how did they impact the game of basketball? How did they impact the culture of whatever? Just it's Number just- one for ESPN, I'm going to read. Well, they put 12 up. I'm going to read the 12 for ESPN. Number one, I'm going to start from 12. 12, Kobe Bryant. 11th, Jerry West. 10th. 10th. Steph Curry. Trash. Nine, Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Eighth, Julius Irvin. Mm-hmm. Seventh, I love him, I, but I don't get this, Oscar Robertson. Sixth, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Fifth, Wilt Chamberlain. Fourth, Bill Russell. Third, Magic Johnson. Second, LeBron James. Number one, Where Michael Jordan. Where the fuck is Shaq? Hold up. Before we even get that, that's a good point because I didn't even think about his ass. I've I seen these lists and I had one name come to my mind. I'm going to read Colin Kerr, Cowherds, um, Cowards. I think yeah, it's Cowards, yeah. which is weird. It's, I think it's, it's Cowards. Weird to yeah. pronounce. I always struggle with that. Ten, he also has Steph Curry. Ninth, he has Larry Bird. Eighth, Julius Irving. Seventh, Oscar Robinson. Sixth, Kareem. Fifth, Wilt. Fourth, Bill Russell. Third, Magic Johnson. Second, LeBron. Number one, Jordan. The first two. Okay, yeah. Facts. Yeah, yeah there's no argument there. When we get to three, four, five, there's no way in hell you cannot mention Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Oscar Robinson has not influenced the game like none of those names. And I love him. Yeah, I, would put, I would put Russell Westbrook over Oscar Robinson. I, I damn near probably would too, but they are Where's the like, same. Yeah, yeah, basically, But, but the reason like, I would put Russell in there is because he brought the fashion to the NBA. He was the first guy that was really fashioned okay. out. Yeah. Again, it's on and off the court, so yeah, that's a good point. He does a lot more off the court. He does a, well, you could say he does a lot of charity, but Shaq, every, a lot of people everybody do that. Charity. Yeah, Shaq should be Shaq. top five. Shaq. They put rules in the game Shaq. of basketball because of Shaquille O'Neal. Same thing with Allen Iverson. The reason Kyrie Irving's taps is so crazy is because of Allen Iverson. The reason we have those Hand guys. checking rules. All of that is because of Allen Iverson. I think he, they had him actually like 17th right or something. The whole, the whole list. I, think I, I like, didn't even look at the whole list. I think he was like 17th. Once I didn't see him top five, it was just like. Why is now. Kobe so high? Why, why, why? Is he high? I, I thought he was high. like. I thought he, he was, was like 12th. 10 or 12th. Yeah, yeah, but why? I think that's high. And that's I don't not, know. That's not. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give you the reason. I'm gonna give you the reason. I'm gonna give you the reason. I don't know about I off the court. Reason, I don't know about ahead. off the court, but I can say about on the court. I feel like other than Jordan, he brought that clutch factor mindset to a lot of people. That's the reason why when you people I hit a big shot, you, I, I think about when people hit a big shot. What okay. do they say? The stigma of Kobe. Say Kobe. The stigma of Kobe Bryant reigns over yeah. the NBA. Like he's the reason, dominant. The reason I say he may be too high is because he's literally Jordan. 
but just yeah. a little lesser version. Yeah. And we already got Jordan number one. So how much can he influence it? But that's a, the mindset, the Moby mentality, yeah. Kobe Mamba mentality may be the reason why. And for this generation too, he's kind of yeah. bled. He's Jordan. Over Jordan. Yeah. yeah. If you ask yeah. a lot of players who they look at, they gonna say yeah, Kobe. Yeah. Y'all right. Y'all that's right. why when he was putting out that Mamba mentality, even the girl who hit the game with a shot yesterday. Oh my, that shot was so nasty. He dog. tweeted. He was at the game. He tweeted her, yeah, he and she was like, "Oh man, my my life is it, it's over. It's, this is it." And he, he tweeted again. No, no, you have to finish. You got another game to win. Mama mentality. Don't get too happy. You know. Yeah. So that that's God, just Kobe Bryant. Th- th- I'm guessing y'all to see that. It was a W uh, 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 NCAA women's basketball game. It, mm. First of all, the game itself was incredible. Um, UConn was down by like five with 20 seconds left, and they end up coming back over time. And they were down by six with 20 seconds left, and they came back. And it was uh, it was three uh, like five seconds left. Pick and roll with their best player, uh, Notre Dame's best player. Pick and roll. They got the switch to the big woman. I was about to say big man, but big woman. <laughs> big woman. woman. Good, good Step cut. back, Jimmy. Game and you know what's crazy? UConn almost that girl had a shot yeah. at the end. Shout out to Katie Lou Sam- uh, Samuelson. Um, yeah, shout, shout out to Notre Dame. I, I had a cousin so. that went to Notre Dame and she won a championship with them. So shout she, she was a prominent. Scott yeah. Diggins, but yeah, too. She, I wonder how like they have. I, I mean, I can understand Will, but like I don't know about Bill Russell. Like personally, I, I, I don't know I, how I you agree. can change the game because like, I agree. If you look back at it, he was the biggest man. Player coach. Kinda, it was kind yeah, of a thing then, for a while. Yeah. Bill Walton did it too, but he, but Bill Russell was the first one, so maybe that's yeah, maybe okay, Bill Russell. That. And he also has the most rings. Yeah, that's kind of influential. Hey, and he was taking the knee the other night for uh, Stephen Clark, Stephen Clark. I don't know if it's Stephen or Stephen Clark, the guy from Sacramento. Stephon, Stephon, rest in peace. He um, took a knee at three hundred years old. What's the biggest name on this list? That these lists. I don't know why I say it like that, but <laughs> these lists that upset y'all. I oh, mentioned mine, Shaq. Shaq, Shaq. No, no, no. That's on the list. That is like, come on, what a, come on. I always want to see if we all got the same name. I wonder, like, what did they give any reasons for these? Colin had, a, you know, he's on his show, so he. I just want to hear it, about Larry Bird. Like, I mean, like my the, guy. The Thank stats, you. The stats are there. I, I see why Larry Bird is there. But like, I don't know how influential he was. Pretty flashy. Who's more, more influential? Come Magic on, now. Johnson. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. No, no. Larry Bird. Yes, have you ever bro. seen Larry Bird highlights? Yeah, but he threw them. He threw them. He has, yeah. Yeah. Magic Johnson was ten times more flashy. So we talking flashy. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you comparing him to Magic Johnson, he was more flashy. He was more of like a fundamental player. Have you ever seen Larry Bird play? Yes, I also think it may be the mindset with Larry Bird when he comes into the locker room, and says, "Who's finishing second? And yeah, the with, the, with the three point. That's yeah. similar to the Mamba mentality, but the Bird. I don't know if it's the same. Nah, it's not, nah. it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, nearly the same. And then there's but one it's, story. But who's more influential? <laughs> True. I was Larry Bird or Dirk. Seven oh. foot of shooting three points. Dirk. That's Dirk. the reason yeah, we have Kristaps. That's the reason we have Giannis. That's, Why are we Joel putting Larry Bird on his list? He should be on the list, but not that high. Man, he should be. I don't know. Yeah. Man, I wouldn't mind if him and Kobe swapped. I know why Jerry West is on that. He's the logo. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him that. <laughs> but Larry Bird, nine? Are y'all serious? I mean, I can't stand Larry Bird. I don't Big know about man. <laughs> I can't stand I don't know if I have an opinion on that because Julius Irving. No, know much about him. I don't know, bro. It's got to be a reason. I don't know what the reason would be, though. Uh, athleticism? I would, yeah, I would say athleticism. I would even say, because George Gervin bought the Fringle Rule, if you want to talk about, like, the yeah, ice, man, yeah. It's I don't know. Weird, I mean, bro. it's very weird to have Julius Irvin above Shaq significantly. We and Allen Iverson. You think about Julius Irvin and almost Dominique Wilkins, aren't they almost basically the same? Yeah, but Julius Irvin was before. Yeah, seven yeah. Years, so. 
and he he was the first guy that they free throw line dunk. He was the first yeah. person to do this. ABA so to NBA. He was the guy. He was Jordan before Jordan, I, I guess. He was the guy of the league. But I, the influence when we talk on, off the court, and who people, you know, brought the game to life. Yeah, yeah no, no. I don't look at the NBA and be like, Oscar Robinson. <laughs> he really made this. Yeah, really, I say, I'll take Russell with, like. I'll, I'll swap Russell and Oscar Robinson because, like, Russ Westbrook took that glamorousness out of but one Oscar of the most Robinson glamorous point, nets you could ever. Russell Westbrook did it more recently, so of course it's more significant. Yeah. Would y'all say Tim Duncan was influential? I don't know, bro. I was thinking that too. He's he's influential to the islands as far as like what he did off the court when hurricanes hit the islands and shit. But like to the NBA, who, who, who in the league be like, yeah, I'm out of my game after Tim Duncan. Nobody, nobody. And Even though he was amazing, that's the important part of this list. That's what is that about I fundamentals. Think <laughs> they're taking good and great, and not and, and and switching it with influential. Because yeah, Larry Bird is a great player, amazing, no doubt about it. But he's not more influential than Dirk, Allen Iverson, Shaq. No. Thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of Through the Wire. Unless y'all got some more stuff to talk about, it's been a longer episode. Y'all ready to wrap it up and head to the after show? Let's get it. Only a little sh-